This is episode 103 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I'm excited to share that my Bump to Birth online program to help prepare you, your pelvic floor and core for birth will be available at the end of January. With this program, you'll have a better understanding of how to connect to your core and pelvic floor in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels. Whether this is your first birth or fifth birth, this course will give you step-by-step guidance how to have a more comfortable and active pregnancy, along with key strategies to help prepare your mind, body, including your pelvic floor for labor, how to support you and your pelvic floor for pushing during birth, and how to prepare ahead of time for your first six weeks of recovery postpartum. If you want to get on the wait list, which will give you early access plus an extra bonus, then grab my free guide, three common misconceptions when preparing your pelvic floor for birth and what to do instead. If you're pregnant or know someone who is, this free guide and my upcoming course is key for preparing for birth. Head to the show notes at twobirthandbeyond.com for this episode or go to my website holistichealthphysio.com to sign up for the waitlist and get your free prenatal pelvic floor guide today. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. Today, I wanted to share about a postpartum topic that is key to learn about while you're pregnant and in the early months postpartum, but it's really rarely, if ever, talked about, um, especially in pregnancy. And it's really important because understanding how our tissue heals after birth, especially those first days, weeks, months after birth can really be helpful in us understanding what our body needs in order to recover after birth and then progress back to different levels and intensities of exercise. If you've given birth before, this might sound familiar to you. Um, A lot of people are told either, you know, jump back into exercise as soon as possible after birth, as soon as you feel quote unquote okay, or do nothing for six weeks, then magically at six weeks, your body will be ready to jump into all activities and exercise. And the reality is it's in between both of those. So your body needs time to recover, whether you've had a cesarean birth, a vaginal birth, whether you've had tearing, an episiotomy, or no tearing. And it also needs to gradually increase movement, mobility, strength. And then we need to challenge and load our muscles and tissue as we're recovering so that we can continue to see positive change and get back to those activities that you want to get back to. 
So this will make more sense once I go through the basics of understanding the three phases of tissue healing. Now, depending what the pelvic floor has gone through, so for example, someone who's had no tearing versus someone who's had a fourth degree tear or an episiotomy, the healing time and how recovery will look will be different. Um, The same with if someone went through a cesarean birth, because a cesarean birth is birth and it's also a surgery. So again, there will be a difference in the recovery process, but these stages will give you a basic idea of the steps involved with healing. Also, it's key to remember the important role of our pelvic floor muscles. So they help us stop leaking urine, stool, and gas. They support our pelvic organs, so our bladder, uterus, rectum. They support our pelvis, our sacrum, our low back. They have a sub-pump action that helps with circulation and lymph flow within the pelvis, and they also have a sexual role. So these muscles are a big deal, and they're pretty important to how we function. And I bring this up because it can be helpful to acknowledge the recovery of the pelvic floor after birth has a different impact on us than if we were to injure our ankle. And so the muscles, ligaments, and tendons around the ankle they go through the tissue healing process as well, but you can see how this is going to affect us differently. So the first phase of tissue healing is the acute inflammatory phase, and this can last up to around seven days. So this is soon after an injury or compromise of tissue has happened, and there can be inflammation and bleeding in the area that often results in pain and swelling. So this is a time that rest can be quite helpful, that our body actually does want that to help with that initial recovery phase. And this goes back to something that Jess and I have talked about before is the support we have postpartum and everyone's going to have a different level of support. And if you have other children or other people to take care of along with yourself and a new baby or more than one new baby, um, rest is going to look different for everyone. But I just think it's important to bring up that when it's possible to have that rest, or if you can have different supports available, thinking, you know, ahead when you're pregnant, having people know that you're going to need their support postpartum so that you can have this opportunity to get the rest that your body needs um, and as much as you can with the support you have. So the next phase is a subacute phase, and this can begin as early around day four, and it can last up to the six weeks and sometimes beyond this. So this begins as the inflammation decreases and our body begins to repair the damaged tissue by laying down new tissue. But this new tissue that gets laid down, it's very disorganized. It's not the same as that original tissue in that area. So initially, this tissue is going to be weaker, it's going to be less flexible than the previous tissue in that area. So you may feel less pain, especially with that the inflammation has been decreasing once you're in this phase. But because the tissue isn't as strong as it previously was, and you're feeling or potentially starting to feel better you may be at a higher risk for re-injuring the area if you return to uh, activities too quickly in terms of like high intense or high impact exercises too quickly, that there may be a possibility of re-injury in the area. Or you might feel like a bit of a setback, or maybe some symptoms may start to come up that weren't there before. Now, I want to be sure you know that this doesn't mean don't do any activity. 
This phase means resting when possible initially, but then adding rehab type exercises to begin retraining and reconnecting to your pelvic floor and core, but also all your muscles in general. And this doesn't mean that muscles have shut off either. So for example, with a vaginal birth, even without tearing, the pelvic floor does have to stretch a lot to allow the baby to be born. So the tissue has to be stretched and strained, and the nerves in the area have also been stretched and irritated. So if you've given birth before and tried to do a pelvic floor contraction right after, you may have found it felt a lot weaker or maybe you couldn't feel much happening in that area compared to when you did this in pregnancy. And then when you've tried a few days later, compared to a few weeks later, when you've tried to again activate your pelvic floor in terms of with a conscious contraction, you may notice a change in how you start to feel more connected to these muscles. And so this is why it can be helpful to begin reconnecting to the pelvic floor and core activating and relaxing during those initial weeks, not only just stationary, but also with movement. And so it's key to understand that with this phase, which lasts up to about six weeks and it can go beyond that, it's really not the end of recovery, which I think that's what a lot of people are told um, or think about is once we get to six weeks, recovery is done. But now that you're already seeing, this is just the second phase of tissue healing. This is really like the beginning of recovery. So to know there is more to come, you're still being active at this point. It's We're not saying not to do anything, but it's just to acknowledge that the tissue still has more healing to do. So it's also good to be aware that within those first six weeks, that daily tasks of caring for your baby or babies is already requiring a lot of movement from your body and strength from your body. Plus, you may have other children or other people to take care of. And so this is just to say not to jump into high impact or high uh, intensity exercise too soon. So that it's good to know to do that rehab and retraining side of the recovery process first. And then the third phase is the remodeling phase. Now for some, and again, it really depends on the injury or the compromise of the tissue. So depending where in the body, for some, this can start around three or four weeks um, and can last for months and years. And that's the key part to understand that again, recovery, again, depending how your tissue Um, and body has been affected, it's a process over upcoming months um, and beyond that as well. So as healing progresses, the tissue improves in quality and organization and strength of this new tissue. And so in this phase, adding some stress and loading the tissue is important to help reorganize the tissue and allow it to accommodate increased loads placed on it over time. And so you may hear something called the fourth trimester, which refers to the the three months after giving birth. So this phase would be within that fourth trimester, but then would extend beyond that as well. So understanding the phases of tissue healing can help you see that recovery doesn't happen overnight. Whether you've had a vaginal tear, episiotomy, a cesarean birth, as well as if you've had a vaginal birth with no tearing. So I highly recommend that at your six-week appointment, you have your care provider check the area that you had stitches, even if you feel fine, 
just so they can confirm how the area has, again, initially healed. And also in terms of if you've had a cesarean birth, make sure that they check your scar as well. And if prior to the six-week appointment, if you have any questions or concerns or you're wondering how things are healing or if you feel like things just don't feel right to you, don't hesitate to have your care provider check this area before your six-week appointment. It's better to have them see the area and be able to confirm if things are healing fine or maybe there may be something they can recommend that needs to be done to help with your healing at that time. Now, at your six-week appointment, this is also a time where a lot of people get the green light to return to any and all exercise. And now that you know how the tissues heal, you now understand the importance of gradually loading the tissue, rebuilding strength, and progressing back before you get to high-intense and high-impact exercise. Now, if you're wondering what to do in these first six weeks... If you've seen a pelvic health physio while you're pregnant, they'll often give you recommendations for exercises during that initial time postpartum before you're in to see them again, um, which can often look similar to when you were beginning to learn to connect to your pelvic floor uh, and introducing it into movement when you were pregnant. And so it doesn't need to be just pelvic floor muscle training lying on your back. I know with my clients, this is rarely what I'm giving. Sometimes for some people to initially connect to these muscles, if they feel being on their back is the the best way they can connect initially, that may be where you start. But it is important to progress to standing and then bringing it into movement and especially movements that you do during the day that you need to be doing. um, And then into exercise or activities that you want to be doing later on. And so some of these initial movements might be bridging and squatting and lunging um, and carrying, lifting, pushing, pulling, uh, because these are some of the movements that we need to do during our day. Um, And then also certain movements that do um, address certain muscle groups to help strengthen as well. Now, Jess has an amazing postpartum program, which is ideal for the first eight weeks postpartum called Core and Floor Restore. And she has a vaginal birth option and a cesarean birth option. And so this program gives you guidance on the rehab exercise side of recovery, which can also be used alongside if you are seeing a physiotherapist postpartum. If you're able to see a pelvic health physiotherapist at six weeks, this can be very helpful. So we assess your pelvic floor in terms of strength, endurance, coordination with coughing, sneezing, as well as if there's pelvic floor tension, including the scar area, if you've had tearing or an episiotomy, and also your cesarean scar if you've had a cesarean birth. And a pelvic floor physiotherapist should be looking at how your entire body works together with your pelvic floor. And so any specific movements you find are symptomatic, So for example, if you're leaking with squatting, then your public health physiotherapist should be looking at this movement as well and helping right away with strategies that can help the symptoms you're experiencing. Now, addressing the scar area is key for healing because it may contribute to pain with intercourse or penetration, but it also can contribute to incontinence because 
it can affect how our pelvic floor can engage and relax during movements or exercise as well as with coughing and sneezing. We want the pelvic floor to act like a trampoline. So it needs to be pliable. There needs to be give to it and not just the ability to tighten or to activate. And also guidance with your rehab and retraining, returning to sport and exercise is something your public health physiotherapist can guide you with along with collaborating with other fitness professionals who are up to date in this postpartum knowledge. So to wrap up this episode, the key takeaway is that healing isn't complete at six weeks. It's the initial part that has begun and there's more to do beyond this point. And to remember that even without tearing, this healing process still needs to happen because of the strain to the muscles and nerves in the area. And depending on the degree of tearing or episiotomy, or if you've had a cesarean birth, the timeline will differ. So the first phase was the acute inflammatory phase, which can last approximately around seven days. The subacute phase, where your body is laying down new tissue, which can last up to six weeks and beyond. And the remodeling of tissue. So this may start a bit before the six weeks, but goes for months and sometimes years, where this new tissue is improving in in quality and strength. So taking the time to rest and reconnect to your pelvic floor and core, rehab and retrain these muscles, including with movement and then challenging this new tissue over time is going to help you return to activities you love after giving birth. Now, if you want to dive deeper into learning more about connecting to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy to prepare for birth and get a head start on your postpartum recovery, I'm super excited that my online bump to birth program will be available to you in less than a week on January 27th, 2020, if you're listening to this in real time. So if you want to get early access plus an extra bonus, head to the show notes at twobirthandbeyond.com before January 23rd to get on the wait list by grabbing my free guide, Three Misconceptions When Preparing Your Pelvic Floor for Birth and What to Do Instead. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 